When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Je suis là. Il y a beaucoup de choses pour parler. Et pas beaucoup de temps. Je suis Greeny et je suis back and better than ever. Let's go. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. All right, we are back. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a very lucky man because I have that kind of rare job. That when I come back from a vacation, I'm delighted. I'm thrilled. It is absolutely wonderful to be back here and have all of this sports to talk about. And it is also an enormous relief to my wife and my other traveling companions. Because for the last week and a half, from the moment that KD made the trade request and USC and UCLA decided they wanted to be in the Big Ten, Basically, everyone around me has had to listen to me talk about this because I had no other outlet in which to do it. Just I'm going to set the scene for you right now. I'm in France. No one gives a damn and no one knows who I am. It is a terrible combination of circumstances when huge sports news is going on and you are accustomed to being the person at the center of all the action to be in another country, albeit a delightful and beautiful one where no one cares and no one knows who you are. So let me bring hashtag Nuno into the conversation here today, because I believe of the regular members of the hashtag crew, you are the only one assembled. You and I will have a lot to chat about this morning. Hello again, Nuno. It has been a long time. It is good to see your face. What's up, Greeny? Welcome back. We missed you. It is good to be back. And so in the time that I was gone, you put together a nice little summation of it here. Kyrie opted in. KD asked for a trade. LeBron decided he wants Kyrie. Rudy Gobert got traded for the entire state of Minnesota. The Knicks spent a trillion dollars on a decent point guard. Baker Mayfield got traded to Carolina, USC and UCLA are headed to the Big Ten. Those seem to be the primary headlines that I missed while I was away. Does that pretty much sum it up right there, Nuno? Uh, pretty much. You know, by the way, uh, yeah, and that's kind of where we're at right this, at this moment in time with okay. all this stuff. So I, I, I did spend a little bit of this vacation in Portugal, by the way, and so we have to have a conversation about your native country because it is absolutely beautiful, and I loved it. The people couldn't be more beautiful. The language couldn't be more beautiful. The food couldn't be more delicious, but that obviously is not where it begins today. I want you to do me a favor because we didn't get a chance uh, for me to tell you this while I was doing Get Up. Right at the top of the 9 o'clock hour of Get Up, Kendrick Perkins gave an unbelievably great take on why Kevin Durant must absolutely not go back to Golden State. Now, I don't want to give away the lead, but essentially he said his reputation would never recover if he winds up going back to the Warriors. And I'll just give everyone a little glimpse behind the curtain. Usually, Hembo is in the room while I'm doing Get Up. I will yell over to Hembo, Hembo, tell Nuno that I want this for the show, and then it'll get done. In this case, I yelled that, but no one was listening because Hembo's on vacation this week. So I'll give you a minute to get that together as I remind everyone that I am Greeny and I am presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. That does feel to me like the place that we begin. We begin with Kevin Durant now 11 days ago submitting what I'm still not able to to determine for certain 
whether it is a request or a demand to be traded out of Brooklyn. And that feels to me like the nuance that is the difference between those two things is very important here. It is one thing to request a trade and another entirely to demand a trade. Requesting a trade is saying, this isn't working out the way I expected. You don't want Kyrie back and I don't want to play without him. So let's figure out a way to get me out of here. That's a request. A demand is, I don't care what happens. I'm not coming back. I'm not showing up in October. I'm not showing up in November. I'm not showing up in January. You go do what you you do, whatever you're going to do. But the next time I play basketball, it's going to be for somebody else. Now, maybe it's because I was half a planet away, but I don't feel like I am totally up on which of those two things is going on here. The good news is I got Wendy coming up. Brian Winhorst, international sensation, after the TED Talk that he gave on First Take a week and a half ago, is going to join me, and I will ask him that question, and he will answer it. Because it feels to me like that's the most important piece in all of this, and I will tell you why. Because if the answer is he has demanded a trade, he has said, I'm not coming back. It doesn't make any difference what you do. I'm out of here. Well, then the Nets really don't have much choice. But if what he said can be more aptly described as a request than a demand, then I think they should do everything they can to bring him back. And they should bring Kyrie Irving back. And they should bring Ben Simmons in. And they should try and put together a championship around that group because I'm not positive they can't. The objective is to win a title. You know the last time the Brooklyn Nets won a championship? Exactly never. Not when they were the Brooklyn Nets, not when they were the New Jersey Nets, not when they were the New York Nets. The last time they won a championship, they played in the ABA. The ball was red, white, and blue. It's been a very, very long time. So you don't hold your nose, you don't turn up your nose at a championship. I don't care what it means. You're starting over either way. So if I'm the Nets, if I'm, I don't know, Joe Sy and Sean Marks and Steve Nash and whoever else it is that's making these decisions, I think I look at the situation and I say, hey, Kevin, you want to play anywhere? You're playing for me. Hey, Kyrie, you opted in. If you want a contract anywhere in the NBA next year, you're playing for me. Hey, Ben Simmons, well, Ben Simmons doesn't seem to be a problem. Not obviously so anyway. Well, he's a whole lot of other problems, but not this one. So I'm putting those three guys together. I'm filling out a roster around them, and I'm taking my shot at it. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not convinced they can't make it work. Would I make them the favorite off the top of my head in the Eastern Conference? No, but I certainly wouldn't put it past that group to have some semblance of a chance. Would you? That's really the question. Let me ask it to Nuno before anything else. Nuno, if you're the Nets, and again, I'm going to bring Wendy in here on all this coming up shortly, but if you're the Nets right now, tell me what's wrong with what I've just laid out. And again, I, I've, I'm sure there's been a lot of this conversation over the last two weeks, and I just have not only not been here to have it, I haven't even been able to hear it. So what is wrong with the scenario I just laid out? There's nothing. The Nets don't need to do right by any of these guys because they haven't done right by the Nets organization. So it's, hey, if you want to play basketball at this point in time, you're going to have to play for us. If not, if you want to sit out, go ahead. And we're okay with that. So I think at this point in time, these guys, I know, will say, oh, they have leverage, they have leverage. But 
Kevin Durant, and a lot of people have said this, loves playing basketball. You're telling me in the fall when he still is on, he's still on the net roster and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, he's going to miss games? No, you're going to have to play for the Nets eventually. What is the thing the Nets could do in these trades that would put them closer to winning a championship at any point in time than what I just laid out, which is to say, let's, let's just say the Warriors give you everything, okay? And I've been around the Warriors, as you know, I did the finals. I've been around that whole organization. They have very high hopes for James Wiseman. He played in the summer league yesterday. For whatever that's worth, he looked good. But coming out of college, I mean, in the whatever it was, 15 minutes of college that he played, uh, there are very, very high expectations for him. Jordan Poole looks like a nice player. Moses Moody, people think, is a nice player. Andrew Wiggins, I know that he and Simmons can't be on the same roster for reasons I don't even fully understand, but whatever. You could put, you could take all those guys. That's not closer to winning a championship this year, next year, or five years from now than the group I just talked about. So if, Nuno, the objective is winning one ring, just win a championship, have a parade in the borough of Brooklyn, I think the scenario I just laid out is their best chance to do it any time in the foreseeable future. Do you agree or disagree? Yes. There's no, there is no moves that they can make that will help them win a title. I think now, five years from now, seven years from now, that type of thing. It's just, I think for Kevin Durant, who's out here tweeting at people, the only time we hear, hear from him is when he's out here tweeting at people, at fans and things of that nature, is how much... You said, how much does your legacy concern you and what you're doing and looking for the easy way out to me shows that your legacy, you don't, you aren't concerned very much with your legacy at this point in time. Well, look, let's just say it, right? This situation, the, the Durant, Kyrie, Brooklyn experiment, if indeed that's what it's called, if, if it's over then there's no other way to describe it but the single biggest disappointment in the history of the sport. Nothing has ever happened in NBA history that worked out worse relative to expectation than that because injury didn't have anything to do with it. The selection of Greg Odom, uh, Greg Oden, excuse me, ahead of Kevin Durant and of Sam Bowie ahead of Michael Jordan, th- those things were dictated by circumstance putting together really good players and not the Houston Rockets when they put together Charles and Scotty and all those guys. That wasn't this. For these guys to come together, win a total of one playoff series and get swept in the last time that you see them and break up under these circumstances, each of them kind of crawling back to to former connections, whether if it's Kyrie really does go back to LeBron and if KD really is considering going back to Golden State, what could be worse than that? This would be the biggest disaster relative, I'm using that in a sports uh, context, Nuno, that I can ever remember in any sport. What has been more disastrous than this? And if that's the case, if you are going to be having been, if, if your, your legacy is I put together the worst thing that ever happened in the NBA, like literally the worst combination, the worst decisions, the worst grouping that the NBA has ever seen was put together by those two guys. That's the legacy, whether they like it or not, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other scenarios. Like when Carl Malone and Gary Payton joined the Lakers, they were already old, or right. extremely old. Like, kind of, and it's not even on that that level of, 
when the Lakers put together Steve Nash and Dwight Howard with Kobe, yeah. that was a complete and utter Correct. failure. Correct, yes, so, that's but, up there. But, yeah, so other than that, like, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't know what else to sports wise like I know there was the quote unquote dream team the Vince Young all oh, the Eagles are a dream team but yep. I I don't think th- that's definitely not up to that level No I but just, that's the, I thought of that too that, that that's that I was trying to think of NFL examples that's about as close to what as I could get Yeah so I don't think just yeah exa- so I don't know if there's anything um if there's on a college football level where a team you f- felt like that was going to win and and didn't like or dominate and didn't so Maybe that uh, was it the '05 USC team that lost to. Yeah, but they lost Tech. a heartbreaker Correct. in a championship scenario. Correct. These guys got swept. They got swept in the first round. So, Sixteen teams in the NBA made the playoffs this year, and only one of them didn't win a game. And they were the Brooklyn Nets with a healthy KD and a healthy Kyrie. It can't look worse. So so. This is, that is the, le- forget the legacy. That's already out the window. If, if you want your legacy to be Steph-like, that's done. It's over. The Steph, Steph has a legacy. Durant's legacy is entirely different. It's jumping from place to place and never really being able to find contentment, never being able to find whatever it is he's looking for, fulfillment. He can't do it. But now... He's in the worst situation I could ever possibly imagine. Now he's telling the Nets he wants out and they can't find anybody willing to give up the price that they want them to pay. Could there be anything that is a greater blow to the to the ego of a person as accomplished and as significant as him? So this is where we are. So we're going to get Wendy in on it next and we'll catch up on all of this. And I got a million other things with the basketball. Look, at the bottom line is. There's a million things that have happened. I need to comment on all of them because, again, I was in France and no one wanted to hear from me then. So we're going to shove all this into the next hour and 45 minutes. You know that certain people make my life easier by helping me out. ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates and invites them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash to try it for free. The legendary Brian Winhorst next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny. The podcast. We roll along here. 
on ESPN Radio. Greeny with you. It's great to be back for my vacation. Uh, so we talked about many of the different things that have happened. Nuno, I want to bring you in as my vice president in charge of Knicks fandom. One of the things that happened is the Knicks gave an extremely lucrative contract to Jalen Brunson. And I was following all the machinations of that, the or the connections between Leon Rose and Brunson's father and Brunson's father coming to work for the Knicks and Brunson getting the contract and Cuba not knowing, all the different things that happened there. And I, I have to confess, the only reaction I have to all of this is the Knicks seem to be trying as hard as they can to put themselves in position to be a play-in tournament lock for the foreseeable future, which is to say, by sewing up the players they have and bringing in Jalen Brunson, they are guaranteed not to be bad enough to miss the, pl- the play-in tournament again and guaranteed not to be good enough to play their way out of it. So unless that is really their intention, and I said that somewhat jokingly, I can't figure out exactly what it is they think they're putting together here. Nuno, what do you think? I think their, their feeling is we finally have a real point guard. So maybe that allows us to, you know, develop RJ Barrett, who, by the way, you have to pay. Um, and then we have 11 picks in the next seven years, 11 first round picks in the next seven years, I think it is. So that if a disgruntled, here we go again, right? The delusional stuff, a disgruntled superstar, i.e. Donovan Mitchell wants out because Damon Lillard is staying in Portland. We now have enough to go get this guy. I'm assuming that's what they're thinking. Of course, we won't know. We don't know because no one ever talk, No one in that front office ever talks to the fans and lets us know what they're actually thinking. No, I'm sure a lot of fans, when they saw Leon Rose uh, shaking hands with LeBron James uh, at the Summer League yesterday, I'm sure a lot of Nick fans' reaction was, oh, so that's what he looks like. Because you hear his name and you don't know what he looks like. Here's what I would say. I was talking with my son about this last night. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Clearly, none of them are good enough to be the best player on a championship team. The question is, are any of them good enough to be the second best player on a championship team? And if the answer to that is no, then you aren't really any closer than you were before all this began, are you? No, but if I uh, talk about championships, uh, you know, their summer league team is 2-0. and <laughs> They look really strong right now. They might actually win the championship and get some rings. You, got, you know, look, I mean, the, July is their month. I mean, July, this is, they've struggled in a lot of other months. But July, they're, they're like the Cowboys in July, and, and, and the Cowboys are always good in July. The Knicks are always good in July. We continue in 15 seconds. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yes. I must at some point this morning give a review of the the Rolling Stones. Because we did something that was so unlike us, Stace and I. Um, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Uh, we'll talk about it. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. But in 30 seconds, I'm going to bring Wendy into the conversation here because he's the man with all the news. And I want to tell you a quick story about Wendy as well. I'll do all that in half a minute after this word from ZipRecruiter. Are you excited to travel this summer? Have you ever thought about all the people that make a vacation truly great? The chef at the restaurant, the tour guide with the great stories? Well, you know if you're hiring, you can find great people like that for your roles at ZipRecruiter. With the technology that finds the right candidates for your job, you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie. Okay, so I want to tell you about what happened last, not sure what, it's, it's close to two weeks ago now. Whatever day it was, you'll know what I mean when I get to it. But I wake up in the morning in France, and anyone who's traveled much internationally, you're aware that because of the time zone change, because of the enormous time difference, and because you're in such an obdurately foreign place, that Everything feels much more distant than it normally does. If I took a week off and I was in, I don't know, Ohio playing golf, it would feel very different than when you are just a world away and people are speaking a different language and the food is different and everything else. So I wake up one morning and I see Brian Winhorst, my dear friend, his name is trending heavily, (laughs) like significantly trending. And in the world in in which we live today, I will confess my first thought was, oh, no. What could have happened? What could possibly have happened that Wendy is the most talked about person in the United States right now, enough so that I'm aware of it 10 hours later in France? And so I, like everyone else does, I start going down the Twitter rabbit holes, almost like with with my eyes half closed because I'm afraid of what I'm going to come across. And to my delight, I get to the end of it and I realize it is because he put on a freaking clinic on first take giving a TED talk that set up the entire world on what might some big stuff that might happen in the NBA. And then lo and behold, it did. And that's the end of the story. There's no terrible thing that happened. People were just talking about Brian Winhorst because he's awesome. And I thought that never happens. I couldn't have been more excited. And as I bring Wendy into the conversation, Wendy, I just wanted to share that with you because uh, in all honesty, and I don't, I, I don't mean this insultingly, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, what? Me and, too. And, and then Wendy did what? <laughs> <laughs> but I am delighted that it all went so well. Yeah, I wish I was more, I was, wish I was with you on your vacation in France and more than spirit. But that was the best I could do. Well, I mean, you got Rudy Gobert traded. So, I mean, at least it involved a, a French player. So that was, <laughs> right. was kind of nice. All right. So anyway, that was great. And, and, and just, I mean, all of us who love you were delighted to see that. Okay. Let's get to the business at hand here. I want, because I was away, 
not only have I not been involved in the conversations surrounding the Kevin Durant stuff, but I've really barely even been able to hear them. So my question for you is something of a nuanced one. But would an appropriate description of what Kevin Durant has done with the Nets, would it be he has requested a trade or would it be he has demanded a trade? Because those feel like two importantly different things in all of this. How would you characterize it? He has requested it, and I think what's most important is right back to the first words that Woj reported on it, which is that the Nets are going to work with him on it. And I think as we talk now about the, the concept that he could come back to the Nets, we need to remember that. So if you walked in to our boss, Norby Williamson's office today, and said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to resign, presumably he would try to talk you out of it. He does not want you to go. He has you under contract. He's expecting you to host get up this fall Mm -hmm. for the NFL season. You would not expect him to say, uh, okay, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, You and I are on the same page. Let's help get you out of here. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the Nets said. The Nets heard the trade demand or request, whatever you want to call it, and said, all right, let's work together to get you out of here. Um, And that is something you have to remember, which is why I believe that them now, you know, sort of sending out the vibe that they could bring him back is for now, and it's the second week of July. You don't can't hold me or the Nets to this, but for now is a negotiating position. I, I think that's where they're at. So they they definitely were not interested in having Kyrie Irving long term because the offers that they gave him were not reflective of somebody who they wanted to keep. They gave him an offer that they could have lived with but they were really telling him that they didn't want him. And Kyrie picked that vibe up and didn't take it. And now they are preparing to move on without Durant. If they, if they have to, to bring him back, he's a superstar player. I guess I can't take it off the table, but let's just remember where this started. Okay. Fair enough. And and all that makes all the sense in the world. But I guess what I would then say is if they have decided, I guess it, it begets a question. Does this mean they've decided they want no more of this? Like, they're done. They, 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 they moved heaven and earth to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They won the, the, the basketball free agency lottery to end all lotteries as recently as three years ago. And they have decided as an organization, we're done with this. We're moving on. That's it. I think they've accepted that if that's the case, they're, they're at peace with it. And, um, you know, the... <laughs> I know this is kind of it's kind of crazy, but like I've seen Joe Harris's name floated in trade talks out there. Joe Harris, who missed almost all last season with an injury, and I checked on this, and I was told the Nets don't want to trade Joe Harris because Joe Harris is representative of the group that they fell in love with three years ago the the hardworking, overachieving group that fought their way into the playoffs without the talent. And so uh, I, this is, this is, it sounds crazy, but like with where the Nets are as an organization right now, I think they want to have more, like they want to have a, a, a team with more guys like Joe Harris than Kevin Durant. And I, that could be a temporary reaction to the way that this last season ended and the bad taste that they have in their mouth. And I'm not holding them to it. But that is the the mood of the organization right now, and I'm just telling you that's the mood that's out there. 
it's it's unbelievable. And I said earlier, and again, I know these conversations have all been had in my absence, but I, nothing jumps to my mind. If indeed this is the end, if if this little Kyrie KD. I remember that night when they they you know they just and it was announced that they were going to Brooklyn together and and all the expectations if this really is it and they're done and they walk away from this with neither one of those guys anymore I can't think of anything that went worse I can't think of anything in sports from a, just a sports perspective in which no outside forces or or tragedies took place just purely from a sports standpoint I can't think of anything that came together with expectations that large and fell that far short of meeting them all right Wendy let, let me run through a bunch of other stuff while I've got you here I, Kyrie and LeBron. I mean, you know LeBron pretty well. You've been around him forever. I'm, I guess, a little bit surprised um, that this seems to be, at least from what I can tell, what he wants. What can you tell us about the LeBron and Kyrie of it all? Yeah, I don't think LeBron would, if he had the choice of all 450 players in the league to team up with, I do not think that Kyrie would be on the top 10 list. But the Lakers have very few avenues to improve. And this situation, which they haven't executed, has fallen into their lap out of the sky. The concept that they could get a player of Kyrie's of, uh, talent on their roster with what they have to trade is frankly unbelievable uh, based on where they were at the end of the season. And so that's why I think the Lakers have interest in it and LeBron has interest in it. I think there's some nuance here. I don't think it's LeBron going to the Lakers and saying, you've got to get me Kyrie Irving. Uh, I have to have Kyrie Irving. I think it's LeBron's opinion, we need to improve. How can we improve? And the answer, the, really the only answer that I can see is Kyrie Irving. I think that's a, that's a key difference that you have to understand as you look at this. And, look, a year ago, LeBron and Russell Westbrook were absolutely like a buddy cop uh, show. Mm-hmm. Everywhere they went, they were together. They were hanging out. They were building their relationship. They were, they were showing up at Summer League together. They were, you know, social media practicing together. They, now the other night in Vegas, they go to a game they don't even talk to each other. They completely stay away. Every, every Laker in the building comes over to say hi to, hello to LeBron. Westbrook doesn't say anything to him and leaves at halftime. Now, look, for all I know, they went out to a very expensive dinner after that. But I think, obviously, LeBron is interested in upgrading the roster. And the way to do that is by trading Russell Westbrook. Everybody in the NBA knows this including Westbrook. All right, Greeny and Brian Windhorst with us here. Nature Valley has helped restore access to 10,000 miles of national park trails and counting because everyone deserves to experience what's out there. Like your kids, their kids, and even their kids' kids. So head over to your local park trail to see for yourself Nature Valley life happens out there. Wendy, there's a few other things happening uh, in the NBA, and one of them involves DeAndre Ayton. What is going, to, what is going on there with him, and why is it important in ways beyond his own situation? Yeah, we're watching this very closely today. So the Indiana Pacers have shown probably of the teams outside of Phoenix, the Indiana Pacers have shown a lot of interest in DeAndre Ayton in this offseason. They now have salary cap space to offer him a contract. They had space before, but they had to wait until they completed the Malcolm Brogdon trade, which they just did over the weekend. And so effective now, they have the cap space to sign DeAndre Ayton outright to an offer sheet, which we are all waiting on. The league is waiting to see if Ayton signs it 
uh, as early as today. And so then if that happens, once that offer sheet happens, it's like crossing the Rubicon. The Suns can no longer trade him to anybody. They can't trade him at all until December 15th. I'm sorry, January 15th. Mm-hmm. And uh, they certainly can't use him anytime soon in a, in a trade to the um, uh, to, to the Nets. So when you take that off the table, and it's not so much, Greeny, that it would be the Nets taking DeAndre Ayton. It would be, obviously, we know that the Suns are interested in trading for Durant. Durant is interested in playing for the Suns. The Suns don't have right now what it takes to get the Nets to say yes. So if you still had Aiton as a free agent, you still had avenues to open up um, uh, ways to acquire more assets. Once that offer sheet is signed, it closes that door. He will either be a son or I assume a pacer. It doesn't, he could, there's other teams that have interest, but they would have to work a sign and trade. The team that has the open space is the pacers. Now I will also tell you that the pacers and their ownership, they don't like doing offer sheets. A couple years ago when they acquired Malcolm Brogdon, they had cap space and did a sign and trade because the owner, Herb Simon, doesn't like hurting his partners, his fellow owners. So I'm sure that if there's something that's going to happen, that there have been discussions between Indiana and Phoenix. And if this is done in a sign and trade, then there could still be options for the Suns. But that is sort of the next thing we're watching in the league. What happens with DeAndre Ayton? And if he signs with the, with, the, with the Pacers, do the Suns match that contract? And that could be as quickly as this week or even today. So that feels extremely yeah. important. One more for you quickly. I was interested in the John Wall stuff uh, while I was gone. John Wall with quotes over the weekend saying, I no longer need to be Batman. Now he is the... To say he's the forgotten player in the NBA is is not even doing justice how forgotten he has been, and we haven't seen him play in a very long time. But it it did sort of remind me that in my travels through the playoffs, pretty much everyone I talked to suggested that they think when healthy next year, the Clippers might just be the team to beat in the entire sport. Does that feel that way, And, and does John Wall feel like any part of that? Yeah, there's a lot of ifs involving the Clippers. I mean, Paul George has been dealing with injury problems for the last three or four years. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard has had two severe knee injuries in the last five years. So we're talking about some ifs. But, uh, you know, if those guys are healthy, I mean, Wall was, is the great, is potentially the best value signing that you could make this offseason. A guy who is not a $6 million player. Uh, if he's somewhere near healthy. But again, we go back to that if word. So I think the Clippers, um, you know, they they won this derby. There were a number of teams interested in signing John Wall if he got bought out. The Clippers won this derby because John Wall felt like going there, he would have the best opportunity to play for a championship from the other teams that were offering him. And and I think that we should pay attention to that. I think the they're probably one of the highest variance teams in the league. They absolutely, if 100% right, could be devastating. And if they have an injury to either of their lead stars or if John Wall doesn't work out because that knee is in, and Achilles is still an issue, it could potentially be that they could have gone and signed somebody else with that six million who could really help them. So the dangerous thing about the Clippers, Greeny, is that they have a ton of guys on their, on their books who make between like eight and $12 million. And so they are totally primed for, to make a trade for a star player or to make a serious upgrade trade uh, sometime during the season. And their owner is the richest owner in all of American sports. So they are not hemmed in by salary. So, the Clippers team that starts the year, we're going to watch the health. The Clippers team that ends the year, 
they are totally primed to make some sort of move. We're going to keep an eye on that. It'll be fascinating to watch. Wendy, you are the best. Thank you for doing this, my friend. I will see you soon. Take care. Have a great week. All right, that's the wind man right there with all the latest around the endlessly fascinating NBA. There is no sport whose offseason even remotely approaches the NBA's in terms of interest. In the meantime, we have come all this way, 38 minutes into the show, and I have not yet addressed by far the most important thing that happened in sports while I was away. So I will do that next after this word from Cheerios. If you're on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish these days. Well, as a reminder, you can fuel life special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios made with whole grains and low in fat. Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals. So pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Back in a flash, Honey ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. The road to the rematch is on. Bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up at ESPNplus.com. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, So much has happened while I was gone over the last two weeks it was a lovely vacation. It's very nice to have that. Um, I have not ever taken a two-week vacation. The last time I, I was I was off for two weeks was my honeymoon, and and I've been married almost twenty-five years, so it's been that long. And uh, it is, it is really valuable. I know that it is very presumptuous for me to say I recommend it to people because most people probably cannot do not have the opportunity to and cannot afford to take that much time off from their work. But I will say it really does change the dynamic. I, I, I felt relaxed by the end of that second week in a way that I can't ever remember feeling. Like one week is just kind of enough to start feeling relaxed. You probably know this feeling. I know it all too well. You take a week off and towards the end of that week is when you first start really feeling relaxed. And then, boom, you got to go right back. When you get that second week, it really, it really did change everything. I had, I had an, a week unlike anything I've had in a long time. So it was delightful, and I thank everybody for uh, anyone who chose to follow us along on our adventures on social media. It was great fun. The most important thing that happened in sports, in the big picture while I was gone, 
was the final brick being laid, if you will, on the end of the old and the beginning of the new chapter of college football. Uh, The USC-UCLA thing, this probably was already a fait accompli with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, which had been, what is that now, a year ago, however long ago we found out that was happening. That was when those of us paying attention to this knew we were coming to this. But had there been any question, had there been any doubt, had there been any chance that any semblance of the old model would remain in place into the future, this ends it. USC and UCLA are the West Coast of college football, to be clear, historically. And, and maybe in recent years, Oregon has been better and Stanford's had good years. A lot of teams in the Pac-12 that are good. Washington has been really good over the much of the last 20 years. But from a brand perspective, the West Coast of college football is USC and UCLA. And so when you lose that, it's over. So what we are now clearly heading towards, this is my reaction to all of this, what we are now hurtling toward is a world in which there are either two or three conferences, call them whatever you want. You want to call them super conferences? Call them whatever you want. College football as we know it will be divided into two or three divisions, much in the way that pro sports are actually exactly in the way that pro sports are, and that's the point. College football is now, in every way that matters, a professional sport. Quarterbacks are signing six-figure endorsement deals. Teams are teaming up. Everyone's going where the money is. That's the definition of professional, right? Professional is something you're getting paid for. Professional is an endeavor in pursuit of financial reward. So let's put into notion or, or put out of our minds the idea that there's anything else going on here. Like it, don't like it, doesn't matter. Good or bad, doesn't matter. That's what's happening. College sports are now just another element of professional sports, just a different division, a different league. They're going to make as much money in college football as any of these other sports besides the NFL. So what will it ultimately lead to? I'm not exactly sure. If I had to bet on it, I would bet it will become much as pro football and pro basketball and pro baseball and pro hockey are. It will become Two leagues, two conferences, whatever it is. Call them whatever you want. At this point, the the likely suspects appear to be the Big Ten and the SEC. I don't know. Those brands are so strong. Maybe they keep those names. Now, I mean, for those of us who are Big Ten alums, it has long since seemed ridiculous that the Big Ten has had 14 teams. They're on the verge of having 20, 24, 28, something like that. Can they still be called the Big Ten at that point? Who knows? What difference does it make? Call it whatever you want. But that will be one subdivision, and the other will be the SEC, and that will have 20, 24, 28 teams in it. And they'll figure out ways to play off amongst themselves, and then there'll be a postseason, and there'll be a championship. Does that sound exactly like anything you're familiar with? Yeah. Sounds exactly like the NFL. Sounds exactly like the NBA. And that's exactly what it is. College football is now that. Or at least it's on its way to being that. They just have to figure out how they're going to do it. Now, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. 
I'm inclined to think it's a bad thing, but I think that's because I'm almost 55 years old. I've grown up with the old way. I still feel some of the old allegiances. I still feel for some of the tradition. Some of the things that may have made collegiate sports historically special to me are going to cease to exist, and I tend to think that's a bad thing. But I'm probably wrong. Because in the long run, they're not worried about what my generation thinks of this. They're worried about what all the future generations think of this. And that generation, like take my son, for example, he's 19. He doesn't remember a time. He goes to school in the Big Ten. He doesn't remember a time when the champion of the Big Ten just played the champion of the Pac, now 12, in the Rose Bowl. And that was the biggest game of the year. When I was at Northwestern, I would rather have won the Rose Bowl than won the national championship, which was mythical then anyway. That's just not the world we live in anymore. So I think those of us who want to stand up and say this is bad, I think the only response to that is tough luck. If you want to be a college sports fan going forward, this is what it is going to be. Be back in a flash. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.